letting everybody know if Pastor Joe and Pastor Nikki are not here today because they are in Cambodia doing a concert. I believe that's tonight, which is pretty cool. So every year we do a concert in Cambodia. Um, and yes, I've got a ladder coming up on stage. Thank you. Can we give these lovely men a hand? Um, so, yes, so Pastor Joe and Pastor Nikki are in Cambodia. Um, <laughs> um, they're just uh, for the concert. Pastor Joe is speaking at this concert. And what, what I find is great about this concert is a lot of these people have never heard the Jesus story. They, it's a Muslim country. They don't know what, what much about Jesus at all. And we're allowed to put on a concert in the main city center promoting Jesus and promoting Jesus' love. And what is also awesome, because of your generosity, we're also handing out bags of rice tonight, 25 kilo bags of rice tonight. So what I would love for us to do is just pray for Pastor Joe and Pastor Nikki and the team, because it is pretty impactful what they're doing in, in the country of Cambodia. So Lord, I pray for Pastor Joe and Pastor Nikki and the team, Lord, and I pray, Lord, give them boldness, give them confidence, Lord. Lord, Lord, I pray, Lord, let your light shine in that conf- concert tonight, Lord. Lord, let, your, let there be salvation, Lord. Let people that have never experienced your love, that have never heard about you, Lord, let them experience you for the first time. Lord. Lord, Lord, as we give out the bags of rice, Lord, let the generosity just show you who you are, Lord. Lord, we pray, Lord, let there be no obstacles, Lord, no issues, Lord, as in the setup today for the concert tonight, Lord, let it just all run smoothly, and Lord, let your just hand be on that concert. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Thank you for everybody who came tonight to shine last night and served. That was, it was very impactful night. We had 71 guests last night and over or approximately 150 volunteers so thank you that's I was there personally and I saw just families that that don't often get a much joy and it, it is quite tough just to have a night where they could just relax and their their kid is just enjoying it we had a fire truck there last night and I was talking to the we also had police officers I was talking to the police officers and they told me that one of the kids just went to them one of the guests just went to them and said fire is a better <laughs> and just walked away. <laughs> so that's, I love the honesty. Uh, so it was, it was just a great night. And so thank you so much um, for coming and, and serving. It was just an awesome night. So I appreciate that. I am so excited for this year, church. For I, as if you don't know, I'm the generations. I run the generations. I like to tell people that means I run every generation of the church. Seniors, I'm the guy. No, I'm not. I'm not. I wish. But hey. If we want to, I'll be here Wednesday. Well, not this Wednesday, I'll be at Warner, but next Wednesday, I'll be here. We can, we can bring out some hymns. We can, I'll lead, I'll lead. Wim, Wim, you in? The next Wednesday, with seniors here? Oh, I'll do it. No, 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 I'm not running the seniors. But I, I am running the, the youth and young adults and the ch- kids ministry here at Moray Field. And I'm just excited specifically for each of those generations as much as every other bit of the church. But these three, and I just want to talk about our kids this year. I really, our kids program is, is unbelievable. Pastor Ange does a fantastic job with the content and, and just the, the, the atmosphere that is created. And, that. and Toby does a fantastic job. And it's not just a babysitting club. That's what I like. You know, you don't just drop the kids in there so we don't hear them, um, as we heard them in December. Um, <laughs> no, no, they're kids. Of course they're going to make noise. Um, but our kids, the content is so good. 
The content is so good. We actually are teaching kids at a young age great stories about in the Bible that, that they need to hear at that young age, which builds faith and which builds their love for God at that young age, which is their best point for that to happen. I can tell you right now. And I really believe in our kids' ministry that our kids' team really believe in the verse of Proverbs 22, verse 6, where it says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. See, they really take that train up a child in the way he should go. So when you send your kids for an hour and a half, it's not just going, oh, have fun. They're actually teaching them about the Bible. They're teaching them the way they should go, which I find so, so good. And I'm just, my prayer this year, there's a lot of kids statistically in this area. I just pray that sometimes even without their parents, they end up in there. They, if they, we can't get their parents, we can get their kids in there. That an hour and a half a week, that they just learn about the love of God. They learn about the stories in the Bible that, that creates faith. And that's my prayer for kids this year and youth. We just launched our youth ministry on, again for this year on Friday. It was a fantastic night. Pastor Jason jumped in a pool for his message illustration. That's what you've got to do to attract youth sometimes. Uh, fully clothed. It was, it was crazy. Um, but my, our youth in this area, what I've noticed... There's just a lack of hope. Like when you talk to a youth and they go, what are you doing this way? Oh, I don't know. What, are you, what do you want to do in your future? Oh, I don't know. And there's just no hope. And my, my prayer and my goal every time I go to youth on a Friday is, Lord, give these teenagers hope. Give these teenagers dreams. Give these teenagers a life-changing encounter so that they don't have to look at what everybody else in there around. They can just look at you and you can guide them and lead them. That is my prayer. See, and, and that's, that's what I'm praying for you. If you can pray with me for youth, this year and just go, Lord, give our teenagers dreams. Lord, give our teenagers hope. Lord, change our teenagers because they need it so desperately. More than, well, we've always needed it, but right now, trust me, it is, we need it. And young adults, young adults this year is, I just want young adults to find their God purpose. I speak to so many young adults and they're just so unsure of what, what their purpose is in life. And, and I really pray that this year that they lock in, that they get friendships that are built together and that and encourage just purpose, encourage like where they're going, that, that godly friendships that look to the future and help each other in the future. Last night, I heard a story, well, I got told that a bunch of our guys went out and get Korean barbecue last night, which is so good. That's what I want our young adults ministry to be, that on a Tuesday, I just hear that a bunch of young adults hung out. And, and, just, and just had fun. That There's just great community and there's just great events with community this year. That's what I want for our young adults. But this year is going to be a great year. I really believe that. I really believe. I love the word, follow me and I'll make you. Because it, it's, it's a word for, for our church. It's a word for our location. It's a word for our department. It's also a word for us individually. And I, and I really believe that this year is going to be a great area in all demographics. Men, go to the men's event this Thursday night. It's a great time of community. Like, it's going to be awesome. And, and women's, your women's events will start up soon. Seniors, every event, just go because it's going to be great. Um, and also, just the following God course, I really want to touch on that. So they are running in life groups, but then if you don't attend a life group, you can come on every Tuesday from next Tuesday night, and Pastor Joe and I will be running the following God course. And if you're like, I know everything, well, why not come and just get a refresher? You're like, it's always good to get a refresher. Um, I just think every time that you come in, you're going to learn something new. Like, I, I hear some messages four times, and every time I get something new out of it. And that's the story of God. That's what happens. He, he works on our hearts at the time. So I would encourage you, please come to that. It's going to be fantastic if you don't attend a life group. But today, I have named my message, Take the Step. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, Lord, I pray, Lord, open 
up our hearts, Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord, for an injection of, of just you today, Jesus. Lord, I pray, Lord, that, that, Lord, let us be able to run, Lord, stir us this morning, Jesus, to be able to run and take your, your ministry, Lord, what you've planted on our hearts, Lord, out, Jesus. Lord, I pray, Lord, let today be a day, Lord, that we, we look to the future, not the past anymore, Lord, and it just changes our lives. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Last week was Vision Sunday, and as I just mentioned before, the word for the year is, follow me and I will make you. And this line comes from the story in the Gospels where Jesus called his first disciples in Matthew 4, 18, 19. I'll just read it now. While walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter and Andrew, his brother casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. See, Peter, Peter was a fisherman, but God had called him for something so much greater. And I want to just say today is God has something so much greater in every single one of our lives. And I'm not just me saying that because it makes you feel good. Like, I, I'm sorry, I'm not here to make you feel good. Sometimes, yes, but not right now. But I'm saying that because it's true. In the Bible, everybody that followed Jesus... Lives became more powerful and actually sometimes became bigger and, and more impactful. And this story, though, in Matthew is the most condensed version in the gospel. So what I want us to do is I really want us to look at the Luke version because it actually gives us more context of the situation um, that happened in this encounter that Peter had with Jesus. So it's Luke 5, verse 1 to 11. It will come up on the screen. It says, On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, and he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And where, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep and let, your net, let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing, but at your word I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners on the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am sinful man, O Lord. For he and all were with him were astonished at the catch of the fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you'll be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. Yes, this story is a great example of how Jesus can change people's lives. But I also think this story is a great example of how powerful and how pivotal faith is in our lives. See, in this story, there was two examples of how Peter actually had to faith, had to have faith when it seemed impossible. The first example was when Jesus asked Peter to let his net down. See, Peter had doubt. He said that. He said that he had doubt. He said, I've been doing this all night. I've been doing this all night, but, but Peter had the faith to actually drop the net in, even though it just seemed impossible what was God was doing. And you see, that was the first step of faith. And the second step of faith is obviously when Jesus, uh, Jesus asked Peter to come, and come follow him and drop everything. That is an extremely high level of faith. Peter was married. He clearly had a job. He was working. 
and was then asked to drop everything and follow Jesus. And I want to touch on this a little bit because sometimes it's so easy to think that's easy when Jesus comes and calls you to go, yes, that's like I'm going to come with you. When Jesus goes, come with me and follow you, I'll make you fishers of men. It's so easy to go, yeah, I'll do it. Jesus is asking. I know you are Lord. I know that you, you, you are greater. But if we look at my life and your lives, how many times have we been asked to do something by Jesus and it has not been easy? How many times have we been asked to do something and we've gone, oh, oh I, I know you're Lord. I know you're greater than all things, but this is a bit much. Like, why didn't you, couldn't you ask me just to, like, pay for the person's petrol in front of me or something? Like, I don't, I don't know what it is. But what I think is so easy to, to miss in this that, yes, Jesus did call Peter out. And, yes, Jesus did go, like, come follow me. And, and Peter did know his Lord. But I still don't think it's easy to actually drop everything and follow Jesus. I don't think it would have been easy. I think this is an extremely high faith step. And that is why I believe that the faith step that Peter took was huge because he genuinely dropped everything. He didn't go, I'll drop everything, but I'll keep my job and I'll come with you in the morning and night. He didn't go, oh, let me just like do this. No, he dropped everything and followed Jesus. He, he took a faith step and said, Lord, I know you are bigger than all of my obstacles. I know that you've got greater things for me. So I am going to drop everything and follow you. So Peter made two faith steps. But when I read that story, I can't help but think, was the first, first faith request of just chucking some nets in the water actually a test to see if Peter was actually willing to follow him? See, I don't believe that Jesus would have asked Peter to take the second step if Peter couldn't even trust him with the first of just, let's just drop our nets into the ocean. It was Peter's faith that caused him to be where God wants him to be. So with our word of the year being followed, can I also just say, side note, I just, I really, I want to have a moment like Peter had where he was like a fisherman and then Jesus was like, I'll make you fishers of men. I'm like, that is sick. Like, I wish I could have that moment. Who wants that moment? Like, like it's just a cool line. Like, I was trying to think of an example of, of how I could say this, but my only example was, Vocky, you, God has called you to be a prison, God is, you are a prison security officer. God is calling you to be a prisoner. And I was like, that's not going to make sense. Um, like, that's not going to work. That's the opposite. But I want, I want, I want a moment like that, personally. I, but that's, if I don't get it, I don't get it. But anyways... Our word of the year is follow me and I'll make you. Follow me and I'll make you a better husband. Follow me and I'll make you a better wife. Follow me and I'll make you more disciplined. Follow me and I'll make you a better employee. Follow me and I'll make you a better boss. Whatever it may be, you just need to follow God and then he will make you. And that's why I love this word. But do I know to to actually get there, to get where he wants to make you, God is going to actually ask you to take some faith steps. God is going to ask you to do things that you are not comfortable in doing, that make no sense at the time, that just seem silly at times, and, and just you're just questioning and why he's asking you to do this, because he's asking you to go, do you trust me? It's a faith step. And you see, God is this year is going to require you to have faith in the small things, faith in the big things, and faith in every part of your life. But although this, in theory, this sounds pretty easy, like I can have faith in God. As I said, it's so easy in your mind to go, I know God is better than all things. I know God is greater than all things. I know God's plan is the best plan for my life. In theory, but in practice, it's not easy. And uh, my sister this year has been on a, on a world tour, hasn't she, mum? She, she's gone to New York, New Zealand, and Cambodia in a space of a month. I'm like, what? Uh, Victoria. So, and... Um, 
what you, one thing you need to learn, learn about me, I'm a very safe person. Very safe. I don't take risks. I don't like risks. Like for me personally, in like motorbikes, I call them death traps. If you drive a motorbike, it's a death trap. Um, you see, roller coasters when I was a kid, didn't like them because they're death traps. Um, how many stories do you hear about roller coasters dying? None, but I still believe it. Uh, but I am safe. Like someone asked me recently, like, have you done anything crazy in your life? No, I'm a safe guy. I, I like to be safe. I, I, but my sister, like, to be completely honest, I honestly think I'm at the bottom. Like, in my family, mum is probably more brave than me. I'm very safe. Like, it's, it's like I'm, I'm going to say, that's why I married Tiana, because she's not safe with that stuff. She wants to go on these death trap motorbike things and all that stuff. Like, I'm not interested. But Tori is on the opposite end of that. And Tori, when she was in New Zealand, went bungee jumping. What the heck? Who goes bungee jumping? Like, I'm like, you're relying on a rope. You're jumping up a cliff and relying on a rope that it's not going to snap. I, I've dealt a little bit with rope in my time. It snaps pretty easy, personally. <laughs> I, like, I think this was a stupid level of faith, personally. But she's alive. She cried. But I would have cried. I cried knowing that she did that, personally. <laughs> but you see, Victoria didn't just wake up one day going, I think I'm going to bungee jump today. Like, Victoria didn't just go, oh, I haven't done anything to do with heights in my life, but today I'm going to jump off a cliff and trust this rope's going to help me. But you see, Victoria from a young age, when she was young, she loved the roller coasters. I was, when I was holding their bags with mum, uh, you gotta, you got to have a male, you know, to keep things safe. <laughs> when I was holding their bags with mum, Tori and my sit Rachel would go out and they would go on the roller coaster with dad. Tori went on the giant drop. I went on the giant drop when I was 18 because my friends forced me to. And I haven't been since. It's a terrible ride. Um, so, Tori, but from a young age, she chested heights. Where I was at the back of a balcony, Tori would be at the front looking over. When Tori's, when I'm, Tori's going to climb a glasshouse mountains, I'm going, I'll just climb Mount Gun Gun. Uh, like, I, it's, Tori was making steps of faith every time it grew. It started with the roller coasters. It then went to a mountain. It went to the balcony. Then she... Jumped out of a plane. She went skydiving. I think, personally, skydiving's easier because you, you get on the plane, you're getting down. They're going to push you out. But so it was, uh, it was every single step caused her to the point where she wakes up one time in New Zealand and goes, I'm going to go bungee jumping today. And you see, Victoria's faith with height started small but grew bigger. And just like this story, having big faith doesn't just happen, but it starts small and grows bigger. And that is what God will do. He will ask us to have faith in the small things in life, because once He can trust you with the small things, well, He's going to ask you to do the big things, like the story of Peter. Cast your net out, and then come follow me. It was small to big. That is what faith is. And I'm telling you today, if you, if you haven't trusted Him with the small things, you're never going to get that great big promise, that great big plan. You might get it, but you're never going to get there. Because you can't be trusted in the small things. And Jane, um, Luke 16 verse 10 says, If you're faithful in the little things, you'll be faithful in the large ones. But if you are dishonest in the little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. And you may be like here today, you may be going, faith and faithfulness are two different things. And yes, you're kind of correct. 
But you see, faith comes from trusting God, and trusting God's direction will turn out for good, even when it seems impossible, even when it seems like the wrong direction, because it's faith. So if you have faith, well, the next step is faithfulness. As faith is belief and assurance of God's Word and all that He has done, faithfulness is living in accord with that truth. So they aid each other. Yes, you can have one without the other, but I believe having both will actually cause that moment, that that I will make you moment to actually happen. You need faith and faithfulness. And that's why today, I, I love the book of Joshua, and I'm going to speak about Joshua today, because he was a man filled with faith, but not only that, he was also a man that was very faithful. And it, was, and it came out when he was just young. It says, Joshua was wise at a young age and positioned himself at the right-hand side of the leader at the time, which was Moses. And, and in his early, early life, he learned a lot and was very faithful to Moses. He didn't stab him in the back. He didn't do anything. He was faithful to his leader. To the point where in Numbers 13, Moses was instructed by God to go spy out the land of Canaan and he sent 12 people out. So, but he sent, he said, wait, oh, sorry. He, he sent, he was instructed by God to spy out the land of Canaan, but he was, because he was promised he would give the people his land. So he sent out the 12 men to go spy out the land. And what the story says that all 12 came back after they spied the land, but 10 of the 12 said, Beautiful land, perfect land, but not safe. But Joshua and Caleb actually came in and said, no, this is the one. This is the promise. This is what we've been faithful for. So let's go out and attack. But in the end, they were overruled. So today I want to look at three ways that faith can be halted in our lives, but also how to beat them. And the first one is fear of man halts faith. What I think is powerful in this story of Joshua is that it says they sent 12 out. 10 of the 12 said it was not safe. And I do think, in, if I think I'm in Joshua's position, you're outnumbered. And it would have been so easy for him just to go with the crowd and go, yeah, you're right. It's not safe. Yeah, you're right. Like, let's not do it. Let's not go out and, and take over the land. But instead, he didn't let fear of man stop what God had called him to do. Where God promised them the land, he, he knew that. He didn't go, okay, well, because they, they don't think it is, I'm not going to think it is as well. But he went, no, God thinks this is the right time. So I believe that. He didn't let fear of man stop um, him from having faith in God. And something that can be so prevalent in our lives is that we come to a meeting like this and get a faith injection or get, get empowered by the message and you're going out and you're ready to go and you're ready to take on your workplaces and your, your families and everything in between. But the thing is then you go out into the workplace, you go out into your family and you, and you just get fearful. And, and I love that mum spoke about fear this morning because this is a massive part of my, my message this morning is fear of man not... Um, it will halt faith because you can't be fearful and trust in God. Well, you can, but it's not going to work. You need to actually have faith in God. So when you get your injection hit or when you get that, that feeling of, I'm going to go out, God's given me a promise, God's, I, I really am going to move in my workplace or my family, and then fear of man comes, or, or your co-worker or fear of co-workers, employees, family members, just general community happens, Instagram, um, you just go, oh, oh, I'm not going to, I was faith-filled, but now I'm just going to stop. I'm, I'm actually going to let fear of man 
halt my faith. But Proverbs 29 to 25 says, The fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. I'm going to say that one more time. The fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. So where we had faith to see something shift, we've let fear of man, which lays a snare, and we don't act on it. We've let fear of man take over faith of God, faith in God. But realistically, God is bigger than man, and we know that. And this is what I want to say. The Bible doesn't say, I can do all three things through man who gives me strength. It doesn't say that. It says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And sometimes I think we, we forget about this verse and we go, I can do, and, and, we, and we don't, we need to start speaking this over ourselves. We can't just go and think I can do all things through man who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So when you're fearful, say that. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Because that will change your mentality. That will bring faith. That will bring an uplifting of belief that God is going to come through in your situation. Don't let man control your faith. Let God control your faith. As he is the one that you can put your trust into. He is the one that will always come through for you. It may not be in your timing, but he will come through. And that is what Joshua understood. And that is why when he had the option of going with the men and going with 10 of 12 and go, hey, I'm not, like, I, I, like I'm just going to follow you and it's, it's too dangerous. But instead he went, no. I'm going to trust in God. No, I'm going to put my faith in God. No, there was a promise that I had. And you see, what I want to touch on, he made this decision when he was young. Sometimes I think it's so easy to think that faith is an, is an old person's thing, where, where there's too many life decisions when you're 20, 30, 40. So you're like, I'll just leave faith to the 70-year-old. But, but Joshua did this when he was young. Joshua went, when he was young, and went, I am going to put my faith in God. And what I want to encourage you, Learn faith now. If you're 10, if you're 20, if you're 30, if you're 40, 50, whatever it may be, learn faith as early as you can because once you get faith, it's just going to grow bigger and bigger and bigger. And my thought process is if I'm 17 and I'm going to live to 90, well, I've got 60 years or something of faith building. And it's like the, long, the younger you are, the more faith you can have. And, don't, and, and I'm not going to just go, oh, this is just for the young people because it's never too late to have faith. It's never too late for God to use you. God used people throughout the whole of their lives. It wasn't just young people. It was old people. It was every team. I'm not saying that right now. I'm just saying that, that learn faith as early as you can. Be someone who lets people around. Don't be someone who lets people around you determine the level of faith you have. And you see, eventually Moses dies and Joshua is put in command by God. And I can't help but wonder if that was the faith that he had earlier caused him to actually be the king. But let's read Joshua 1 verse 1 to 9. It says, After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, and he said, Moses, my servant is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them. I promise you that you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land, and I, I have given you. From the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north. From the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. 
including all the land of the Hittites. So no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you. I will not abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one that who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instruction Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continuously. Meditate on it night, day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then you will prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. My second point is God gives us a promise, not a plan. See, as God anoints Joshua as leader of his people, he gives Joshua a promise. And what I find a lot of the time when God asks you to go out, when God asks you to step out in faith, a promise comes with it. And you see, look, like if you look at the story of Peter, what did Jesus say? Follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Promise. If you look at the, the story I read with Moses getting the word from God to spy out, what does it say? He, God promised Moses his land. You see, he gave a promise. And this happens all throughout the Bible where he gives promises, not plans. He doesn't go one, two, three, four, this is how it's going to work. He gives a promise and then you just have to have faith to work out the rest. See, when God asks us to step out in faith, he will give us a promise. And the promise that God gives, gives us is something we can hold on to when doubt and opposition comes when it is looking unlikely and it gives faith. And you see, this happened one time so prevalently in my life when I remember I was driving to church on a Sunday morning, driving to church by myself. And if you don't know a bit of youth backstory, we started with three youth and four leaders. It's a bit, it's a bit weird when you have more leaders than youth. It's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit odd. Uh, <laughs> so I yeah. So, but we, and then so I, I, I was just doing the thing. I, I was like, okay, let's just keep growing. Eventually, we got. Um, we're in a school hall. That didn't help. I could only get in there at 5.30. Chairs were everywhere. It was awesome. Um, <laughs> and um, eventually we got there, uh, got into this church. And I remember around that time I was driving to church. And by that time our youth had like 30, 40 people. It was doing okay. But I remember having doubt. I remember driving to church going, God, I don't know how we're going to grow. Like we've got no means, at least before we had a school. Like even though I hated the school hall, it was in a school. So it was kind of easier to be like, hey, what are you doing tonight? Want to come? Uh, but, um, and so I was just doubting God. I was just going, God, I don't know what to do. God, this is not going to work. I was just having doubts and just like real, just down, like, I don't think this is going to happen. And you see, I remember being in the prayer meeting at 9 a.m. I would encourage you, make 2024 a year that you come at 9 a.m. for our 15-minute prayer meeting. We pray for presence. We pray for you. We pray for every department. It is a great time. There's my sales pitch done. Um, but, no, but seriously, come. It's actually really good. Um, but I remember being in a prayer meeting and Tracy Harmer comes to me and she goes, God, God wants me to tell you that he will bring the people. And I was like, whoa, that, how did she know? Was she in my car? No, she wasn't. But um, that same morning, I get that promise of God will bring the people. You just have to be faithful. That's genuinely what the promise was. And it's been such like a thing in my heart because it's a promise. It was like, oh, wow. I can do this. And, and, and I go back to this promise all the time. Even last week when youth starting, you don't really know if three youth are going to show up or 50 youth are going to show up. You don't really know. You don't have a gauge. And there was doubt that was sinking in. But I went to this promise that I got from Tracy from God to go, 
don't just be faithful and I will send the people. That was a promise that I live on. And you see, have you noticed every example I have mentioned in my story and in the stories in the Bible, they weren't given a plan. So like in my story, I wasn't given a plan. Like I wasn't go, if I, Tracy didn't go, if you do this, 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 and this, the people will come. I didn't, I wish I had that. It would have been, it would have been, a lot, I made a lot more failures. <laughs> I would have much preferred, I failed a lot at youth, but we've succeeded a lot. Well, oh, by the way, I just want to say, praise report. Um, we we're getting 90 to 100 teenagers every Friday night last year. So that's pretty cool. Um, I just wanted to say that, like, that's teenagers getting hope, that's teenagers getting purpose, not just to have a fun time, but actually for teenagers to have life-changing encounter. But, see, God gives someone a promise, and, and, and so what I've noticed is God gives some, us a promise, but then the promise is not good enough for us because it's not a plan. And sometimes we're like, God hasn't called me. God hasn't done this. I, I don't know where to go. What's my purpose? And I'm like, have you got a promise? And they're like, yeah, but it, it doesn't tell me what to do. The promise is the plan. That's what I tell them. You just have to take steps of faith. If, if God just gave us a plan and we just did it, where's the faith in that? Where's like actually trusting God that he will come through if we just do this? It's just like, well, there's no faith. But you see, the promise is the plan. And you see, where someone could be living out their God promise Instead, they've stayed stagnant because they were waiting for God's direction. Don't get caught up waiting for God to give you a plan when He's already given you a promise. So when I got that promise, I didn't go, oh, God's got this now, and just sat back and just like on a Friday night, rock up at 4.30, no plans, no run sheets, no, no, nothing cool, just, just a few chairs out the front and go, God's going to bring the people. No, what I did every, on Thursday nights, I'd go to the shops with a weird moustache handing out youth cards to youth going, come across the road tomorrow night. It was weird. It was uncomfortable, but I had to make steps. If I got promised that he'll bring the people in, I need to, had to make steps. So I would hand out the cards on a Thursday night. I would talk, catch up with my leaders when I worked a full-time job and had no time. I would still make time for them because I had to get our leaders to a point to bring the people in. I had to, get, I had to make sure our youth were loved. I had to make sure that our leaders were loving our youth. I had, we had to do it because I had the promise but we had to work to get the promise. And it wasn't just me, by the way. I just want to say it was my team. Like, it wasn't just me. My team is unbelievable. Our youth leaders are, are unbelievable. It was them that did it. I just want to clarify that. They helped me tremendously. But you see, well, I didn't just, because I didn't get a plan, go, oh, I'm just going to let God do it. I made steps because I got the promise. Because the promise is the plan. And if you're here today and you're waiting for God to give you a plan, maybe look at the promises He has given you and take steps of faith into that direction. Yes, there is a lack of certainty, but God will come through on His promises. And I know when you take that first step of faith, the, the promise and the plan will come. But I want to talk about, maybe you're in here today and you actually haven't got the promise from God or got a promise from God. Well, I'm going to pray this year as, as you follow God, and He will make you, that the promise will come. I'm going to pray as you dedicate the time and you commit to go, God, I'm going to just follow you. I'm going to pray that the promise comes for the purpose and where you are called to go. So Joshua found himself with a promise. What did he do? He took faith steps knowing the promise that God made for him to the point where he, he got the promised land of Jericho where God gave him a plan in how to attack and be victorious.
See, he made faith steps. He crossed the Jordan River. He went to the city of Jericho, and then God gave him the plan. God said to him, if what you need to do is walk around the city six times, one, well, one per day for six days, and on the seventh day, walk around it seven times, blow trumpets, shout, the walls will come down. But you see, that's a pretty crazy faith step to do. To go, okay, I'm just going to walk around this city once a day for six days and seven day walk around seven times, and then the walls are going to come down. There must have been big walls. But you see, God could trust that Joshua had the faith to make that big step because he was handling all the little steps to get there. God gives us a promise before he gives us a plan. Can I please have the band up? My third one is disappointment breaks faith. The third thing I have found is sometimes we choose God over fear of man. We do that. And then we get our God promise and make steps towards that. So we tick, tick, tick. But then something goes wrong. Then something happens and it, and it just breaks our faith. It, it disappointment comes or something goes wrong or it just fails and then you're just not too sure what to do. So what we do is we give up on the God dream and the God promise that we had and we lose our faith because it didn't go our way. And this actually happened in the story of Joshua. See, he had just got in the promised land. Everything was looking up. And all of a sudden, due to a few silly decisions, he takes another step to the city of Ai, uh, takes another step to take on the city of Ai, and he loses the battle. See, what I found is, this is, pretend this is an unlimited ladder. And this is what Joshua's life is. He started at the bottom, and then he takes the faith step to go, you know what, let's take on the land of Canaan. And then as he takes the faith step, he gets a promise. And then so from that promise, he takes another faith step. And you see from there, and, and um, takes, goes through the Jordan River. And then from there, he takes a faith step and goes towards the promised land. And then from there, he takes another faith step and actually takes down the promise, the, the promised land. And that promise that has been for years and decades and, and hundreds of years has finally come true. And you see... Then he, so then he's up here, and then as he goes to take a, sec, a step, then it just all comes crumbling down, and, he, and it just doesn't work. He loses the battle. And Joshua's up on his ladder, up on his step and going, I've got two options to make. I can take another step and go again. I can take another step and just go, God, realign my heart. Or I can go to the floor and go, you know what? It's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. I know God's called me here, but it's just not worth it anymore. But you see, what it says in the, in the Bible, it says that Joshua went face, face down and repented and went to God and God and said, God, give, I need you. God, I need you. And you see, this is just something that we need to do. That sometimes failures come. Sometimes we can make the steps and it doesn't go our way for whatever reason it is. God's probably teaching us something. And so many times we can decide just to go to the bottom. But just like Joshua, we need to go to God and actually keep on that faith journey. God doesn't want us to fail that much. God just wants us to teach us something. And this is the picture that I had for us this morning. See, everybody in here is on a certain step of the ladder. Some may be here going, I haven't even taken my first step. Some may be here going, I've taken my first step, but I'm waiting for my promise. So maybe here going, I've got my promise, but I haven't taken the next step. So maybe, maybe you're here and you've taken one step, but the next step's a bit too big. Or maybe you've taken another step in the next step. Or, and, and then and you get to a point where sometimes you're just standing here and it's all come crashing down. 
And there may be people here today that this has happened to recently, and you've had to make a decision. Do I keep going up? Do I keep trusting God? Do I keep having faith in God? Or do I go down to the floor and just give up? See, there's no, there's no other option, but you've got to keep trusting God. You've got to keep having faith. You see, we all are on a step. We are all on a step. And it doesn't mean if you're on the floor that you're a bad person. It doesn't mean that in your third step you're a better person. We're all in different journeys in life. But the thing is, the thing is, we can't look at what we did in the past. We need to look at what we did in the future. And I really want you to believe and pick a step in where you are at today and go, God, I'm going to take the next faith step. God, I'm going to take the step. I'm not going to let disappointment take my faith. I'm not going to let fear of man halt my faith. I'm not going to wait on a plan when you've given me a promise. God, I need a promise. Whatever it may be, I'm believing that today you make 2024 a decision of going, follow me and I'll make you and going to, I'm going to follow God, then faith is going to come. Faith steps are going to come and you need to make a decision today, early on in 2024, that you are going to take the step, that you are going to trust God, that you are going to have faith in God. So what I would love for us to do this morning, if can I please have everybody close their eyes and bow their heads this morning. See, what I would love for us to do is I would love to pray with you that faith builds in your heart. That maybe you're sitting here and you're waiting on a promise. I'd love to pray that with you this morning. Maybe you're sitting here and you've got the promise, but you're just working out what the next step is. Maybe you don't know what the next step is. I'm praying that God speaks to us. I'm praying that the, a level of faith is injected this morning. So if that is you this morning and you go, Jack, I just want to take 2024 with a level of faith that I haven't had before. What I would love for you to do is just raise your hand. And I, while nobody's looking around, I would love to pray for you. If that's anybody else, thank you, thank you. Anybody else that wants to go, 2024 is a year that I'm going to take the next step, that I'm going to choose faith over fear. I'm going to choose faith over disappointment. I'm going to put my faith in God, not man. That is fantastic. I'm going to pray with everybody here right now. So Holy Spirit, I pray right now, Lord, give everybody here with their hands raised, Lord. Lord, a, a fresh and pour outpouring of faith in your name this morning, Jesus. Lord, I pray, Lord, let, let everybody here this morning, Lord, just realize what the next step is, Lord. Lord, take them to the next step. Give promises out, Lord. Lord, I pray right now, Lord, that just faith builds in their heart. That they can go out this week and take those faith steps that they need to take. They can go out this week and go, you know what? I'm going to trust in God over man for the first time in years. I'm going to trust God. God's given me a promise. God's given me a purpose, and I'm going to go for it. Lord, I pray for every single person here. Let this faith build in their hearts, Lord. Give them the next steps, Lord. Lord, I pray, Jesus, Lord, that, that you just build us, that you just, Lord, lead us, that you just guide us like you let Joshua through every battle where Joshua took down army after army after army because of your promises and the faith steps. I pray right now, Jesus, and I declare that people in this room are going to take army after army after army in their life because they made a faith step this morning. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Before we end tonight, today, I would love to give everybody here an opportunity to enter into relationship with Jesus. Once again, I'm, I just want to ask everybody to bow their heads and close their eyes because this is a private moment. And as I've been speaking today, I've been speaking about God's love for us. I've been speaking that God has a purpose and a plan for every single one of us that, that and he will, he will guide us. He's, that his way is the best way. 
So if that you're here this morning and you'd love to give your life to Jesus, what I'd love for you to do, if you can you just raise your hand, um, if that's anybody here, and I'd love to pray with you. See, in the Bible it says, if you believe it in your heart and confess it with your mouth, you are saved. That's all you need to do in a way of believing in your heart right now. Can you just raise your hand so I can pray with you? Is that anybody here today? Thank you. Thank you. Is there anybody else? Wow, thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Anybody here? Uh, wow. Wow. Three people. Four, three people. That's awesome. Wow. So what I'm going to do now is the second part of that is confess it with your mouth. So what we're going to do is I'm going to get everybody in this room to pray a prayer. Um, so can everybody please replay this, pray this prayer after me? Dear Jesus, I believe in you and I want to have a relationship with you. I know I have sinned. Please forgive me and help me to live a life more like you. Thank you for dying on the cross and paying the price for my wrongdoing. Because of you, I now have hope and eternal life. As a Christian, I want to follow you. Amen, amen, amen. Can we please give those three people a massive, massive round of applause? That is the best decision you ever make.